0: Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast, hashtag Pitbull Stories edition. My name is Rachel Laurie Harris. I'm a professional dog trainer, and I'm also the proud owner of American Staffordshire Terrier that we lovingly call Waylon. In this series, Pitbull Stories, I talk with pitbull owners all over the world, and we share our stories about pitbulls, how we got into pitbulls, how we love pitbulls, what we've learned from them, and how we're advocating for the breed now. I'm really looking. Looking forward to sharing these stories. And if you'd like to be a part of this series, please follow us over on the Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. Send me a DM. I would love to chat and hear your Pitbull story. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the pod- podcast, hashtag pitbull stories. So I am here with Erica and Steve, and they're gonna share their stories today. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves, ter- tell us where you live, and then, and then if you each wanna kind of share your individual uh, pitbull stories, how you kind of got started with all of this.
1: Um, hi, I'm Steve, and I'm the founder of Falcor and Rescue Friends out in the Chicagoland area and we are an organization that helps behavioral dogs because who doesn't need more help with their behavioral dog? It's true. Um, Five years ago, I was finally in a position to get a dog, and I've always dealt with big dogs. I always brought stray dogs home that my mom was scared shitless of, and uh, I'd keep them in the backyard until we found their owners, and you know, some wanted to attack my parents and some didn't. (laughs) But um, I finally got an American Bulldog, and he kind of, drag me into the rest of the world to rescue and all that stuff and each dog that came our way just became more and more behavior problems so just
0: okay so what was the first dog's name
1: the first dog that I got yeah Falcor.
0: it was Falkor. Falkor. okay
1: Falcor was my first the guy that got me into all this and then our first foster Rhea um she wasn't exactly happy with other dogs and she wasn't a bad case, she was actually super easy, but back then she was a serious case, you know. Um, and they just kept progressing more and more and more with different behaviors until we got Saint. Saint's who, the one who really changed everything that we do. Yep. So Saint's the yeah. one that made this organization be, you know, have to happen, pretty much.
0: Yeah. yeah, right, okay, so all of the dogs that come into your care aren't per- pit bulls per se, but maybe fall more into the blocky head category?
1: yeah i mean we have what five pipples four pipples we have some we have a lot
0: five
1: five pipples, Bull, I think. bully breed yeah.
0: yeah and then there's a stray doberman is there not
2: yeah yeah okay <laughs> you just gotta yeah, add a little variety yeah. And a golden retriever <laughs> oh my
0: god <laughs> yeah i love it okay so Eri- okay so erica tell us who's the dog who started all of this for you
2: um so my name's erica and i'm the founder of it's all about paws Um, the dog, I've kind of always just been like obsessed with animals all my life. Um, never really had like the favorite animal. I just always loved everything. Um, but like my first personal dog, um, was Bali and I got her, um, it'll be seven years ago in August. Um, I got her from a County shelter. She was, um, set to be euthanized, uh, like within a couple weeks, I literally, moved out on a Friday and got her on a Wednesday. So (laughs) I didn't last that long without a dog and she was perfect. Like I was all about, I'm going to take her to dog parks. I'm going to take her to like parties everywhere I go. And you know, she's not going to be, she's going to be perfect. And then like right around nine months, like she was just like a switch turn and she hated everybody. She hated dogs, she hated people. So it kind of really like, you know, taught me that well not all dogs are the same regardless of how you think you're going about something so um yeah I kind of got into reactive dogs without even knowing I had a reactive dog like I didn't even know what that meant when I had her
0: right like it didn't even exist so, in your realm right like wait, yeah, I was
2: just like oh and they're like can I pet her I'm like no she's in training you know I'd be like no she just she doesn't like people you know so it never was like a thing really um. So yeah, and then when we met, it kind of just kind of like he said, just kind of exploded into this thing of like, oh, you're a reactive dog. Yeah, you should come to our house because we'll help you. I guess. Or they knew that. Yeah, I guess the dogs. The knew dogs it. knew that we'll come to your house because you'll be able to help us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, so I wanna talk about this
0: because like I feel like the dialogue and like pit bulls, right? Like quote unquote pit bulls, the label for like the all-encompassing mixed breeds and all the other yeah. breeds that fall under that. I feel like a lot of it is like centered on focusing on the good and I totally get that you know what I mean like they're amazing they're so good but I feel like it's it's an emotional roller coaster to like want to advocate for the breed but then also have this dog on your hands who like is not fucking great with dogs and not fucking yeah. you know yeah. and that's and that's how I felt with Sonny because he was like my first blocky head you know and he, yeah. he could be so fucking dog aggressive yeah. and it And it was such an emotional roller coaster for me because I wanted to advocate, but I also wanted to be real about like all dogs could be fucking aggressive, and this pit bull does happen to be aggressive. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And I think that's like a big thing. And I think that's something that we run into is like we have seven dogs, and five of them are, you know, a bully breed. And I think all of them, I would have to like really think, have some kind of issue, whether it be human or dog. So it's like, it's really hard. So when people are like, Oh, well you have all pit bulls and they're all have a problem. And it's just like, well, you know, there's a lot of them in this world. So they have that against them. Type
1: well, of and
0: you guys sent out, that was your mission, right? Like you, you're like, they exist. We need to help them. And then they're, yeah. they're, they're like, they got your beacon, right? right? They're like, okay, got it. We'll make our way to you.
2: Yeah, exactly. And now we look for them. <laughs>
1: That's oh, funny, though, too. At the same time, it's like we have a reactive golden. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Nobody.
0: Yeah, right? Like, that's the dialogue, right? That, like, okay, there's, there's a reactive or, quote, unquote, aggressive pit bull. That's just confirming my already established bias.
1: Yeah. A lot of people don't pay attention to that because you got all these bully breeds. And, you know, having a bully breed that's reactive, there's a good chance that dog's getting home. A really good chance. Having a reactive golden and a golden rescue... I guarantee you they are having a hell of a time getting that dog a home because that's not the family dog anymore. You know, that's not yeah. what a golden, a golden reactor. What are you talking about, yeah. you know?
0: Oh my God, I love that parallel because it's so fucking true, right? That like, yeah. there's much more understanding and willingness to address certain behaviors based on the breed. Yeah. Yeah,
2: right? Oh my. I
1: mean, you got a pit bull that's like, Oh poor Pitbull, you were a fighter or a bait dog or whatever the hell story is made up at the time, you know. That's I'm sure changes it through about five, ten different people before it finally gets a home. Yeah. And it's like poor doggy, you get a golden. and it's like, what the fuck's wrong with that dog? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, right. Like and it's crazy, right? Because like we all have that, right? Like it's undeniable. We all have yeah. those biases. But that's why I wanted to do this podcast this podcast series, because it's like I feel like the the dialogue around Pitbull type dogs has been all over the fucking place and it's time we just set the record straight, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's great, that, it's great that people like, all pit bulls are great dogs, all pit bulls. Like, I, I agree with you, but there's some dangerous ones out there. There really is. And yeah. I, I love the dangerous ones, don't get me wrong. Like that's, that's where I'm at with it. I have a bunch of them. So, you know, and we're gonna get more and it's yeah. not gonna be, it's, it's never gonna end, but you know, they're not easy.
0: No, and they're not. And no no serious behavior problem dog is. And I yeah. think that like I, I really like my hope with this is to really shift the dialogue away from breed specific to behavior specific.
1: Because yeah. I feel like
0: as a society, we know nothing of dog behavior. Right? Like right. all this stuff gets blown out of proportion. Then you add a blocky headed package and it's just like,
2: like there's yeah. a
0: killer over there. Like I think if 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 the average person could understand maybe even just like 10% more about dog body language it would be a completely different conversation. 100%. I mean, yeah. I
1: don't know whose uh, podcast it was on, if it was yours or one of the other like awesome trainers out there, but uh, they were, they had a very special guest in there and I cannot remember his name, but she had asked him, where are we at with training? Where are we at with understanding behavior? Where are we at with getting this you know downright or whatever and getting it out to the community or just even getting it to ourselves you know and if you had to base it in like human schooling he would say he said uh, preschool we're still at preschool with behavior knowledge and that's with trainers so the fact that the regular public doesn't know not you know doesn't know much at all like wow that's why we're having all these problems with dogs
0: yeah yeah right and, and it's and it always goes back to us as the variable Yeah. Right? Like, we're always variable. We always are. And uh, the sooner we realize that, the sooner pit bulls
2: stop getting unnecessarily bad. I think that's another big thing, too, is because people can see, like, how they can make the argument that there's so many more, whether you want to say reactive or behavioral or aggressive pit bull, it's one, social media has completely changed the view of how you see rescue and how you deal with news and everything. So you're seeing, there's so much more that you see now. And there's a lot more dogs in the world now. So mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to see more cases. It's not that that breed all of a sudden is getting worse as years go on. It's just, unfortunately, what well, yes. and is I, now, kind of,
0: well, and like the public doesn't want to accept like the, ge- the general public, right? Obviously no one listening. Cause you guys are here and you're amazing, yeah. but, right? The general public doesn't want to accept data as fucking facts. I don't know why. No one wants to reference it. No one wants to be clear on it, it feels like. But like, if we look at the numbers, they're very clear that aggression exists in every single breed of dog, right? Like, that's the data. Those are the facts. We can't deny those. And it's just, it's baffling to me that we're still at this point. Mm -hmm. So those of you listening who've listened to these episodes, you've heard me disgruntlingly bitch about Denver BSL, but we were so oh, yeah. fucking close, Oh, so right? close! We were so fucking close. And all of the people speaking, right? Everyone at the city council meetings, it was either people who were afraid and they were just members of the public, not dog experts who wanted it to say, or there were dog experts, right? Yeah. Who were like, this shouldn't stand. And still, and yeah. still with all of that data and research, all of those people speaking fear and misinformation one again like it's crazy to me it's absolutely baffling
1: it's like saying there's you know humans out there with that don't have aggression in them yeah right like, we're out here with it i mean that's why we have jails and stuff you know so
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah dogs okay are- so um are- I, I-
0: I want to shift back to, to you guys and your story a little bit here. So, so how does the community, like your community, how do they react to you guys when you're out with your dogs?
1: Pretty good. In my opinion. I mean, yeah. it's not really an issue. Um, the ones who react in the negative way, they stand out. They yeah. really do. Um,
2: not verbally. Uh, more some do
1: media. and you know, but verbally like, I mean, look at me. Are you going to verbalize your opinion when you see me walking with a pit bull? Probably not. You know, do I look like I'm not going to say anything? I'm going to say something. But that's it, though. Like, most people are like, oh, my gosh, your dog. And then, like, a lot of people do bring up rescue. And how did you, you know, how this come about? And, you know.
2: I think we're lucky in our community, like, in the suburb of where we are, of Chicago, that we're, we're very lucky to have a community that is pretty well-versed. Um, in rescue and in, you know, pit bulls. And um, obviously you get that occasional person that isn't a fan Um, or you get some stares. Like Hansen gets, I think the most stares because he's a very big, blocky dog and his ears are chopped. Yeah. So he definitely brings on a lot of stares. Like Falco brings on stares because he's a good looking dog. He's a pretty
1: magnificent
2: beast. He really is. <laughs> yeah. And Hanson brings on a little bit different of a, a stare. So,
1: but you know, you go uh, a couple towns over and we have a big outlet mall, you know, all the, all the major brands are there and you know, just we were bored one day and wanted to go there and we wanted to take some dogs. Cause you can bring your dogs it's outside mall. That's where things change a little. That's where you have, you know, you, it, it's a huge uh, different kinds of people. Are, I mean, people are traveling from all over, to very, diverse. Yeah, very diverse and um, you can really see where the lack of knowledge plays a role in a lot of the communities and in diverse communities because we have four with us, um, you know, American Bulldog, uh, Gold, the Golden, Golden. and a pip- another Pitbull, so three and people were wedging themselves grabbing their kids to get back indoors we even saw people get stuck in the doorway because they were trying to get back in and they're grabbing their kids by the neck and dragging like, their kids away
2: like it was and like a red carpet yeah that's was, how we were walking with these dogs and
1: there's thousands of people walking so it was real i wish we you know we, we should go do it again because i wish at that moment i didn't expect that i wasn't mm-hmm. even that's the first time it's ever happened but I wish I had a video camera to go so I could use some of that footage to what had happened. It it was, it was,
2: it was surreal. Like it was like you were in a movie, like how people were acting. It was like, it was all like pre-organized.
1: I've never seen that before. So it was, it was pretty intense. It it really was. It would be really easy to go do it again once everything opens back up, but um, that's where things start changing. And then another town over you do have where there is breeding grounds and fighting and stuff like that going on. And so, you know, if you're over there um, in that area, it becomes, is that dog, you know, from a breeder or you're going to breed that, that dog or, you know, it, it gets a little, little, not, you know, uh, you have a town just like that down yeah. the street from you.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Right. And like, and this has been my experience too. And like a lot of it is that like, you know, like I'm part of a community with you guys, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. part of a community with these people who, understand science and data and facts and like, don't buy into this bullshit. But like, it is, it's startling when you get that glimmer of like the fear and misinformation that is still fucking rampant, like it's there. And I think that, I don't know about you guys, but like, that is like the fuel to my fucking advocacy fire. I'm like, okay, you still need me. You yep. still don't yeah. fear from that. me because clearly, and it's sad. It's fucking sad that people have to fear that much fear. Like they are dogs. They are
2: not yeah. mythic monsters. Yep. <laughs> and, and fear and maybe even anger for a breed that they know nothing about. And I think that's like a big part of it. Cause I remember, and this point, this part stands out the most. Cause this was like my first like verbal disagreement of like, we're at a fundraiser. And I, I, we were going to tables asking if they'd like to donate. And this guy was just like, is this for pit bulls? I was like, um, yeah. And he like just went off. And I was just like, I, I didn't say anything. I left. Cause at that point I didn't, I couldn't even form words. Right. Right. So like, I was like, okay, I need to like work on my like communication at that level. When someone is at, you know, 10, so I don't get to a 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm like working on it. 10, he likes being fun. at 10. <laughs> you're comfortable at 10.
1: Yeah, I'm going to win. <laughs> I want to get everybody
0: way. to like a solid four. <laughs> I share that sentiment. I share that yeah.
1: Obviously, I was not standing next to her when this dude was exactly. uh, saying what he had to say.
0: And I didn't tell
2: him until he left.
0: <laughs> yeah. But right. But like, it's still real and it's still happening. So um, I want to hear from you guys. Like, obviously, you run a rescue. You're 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 in your communities, you're on social media, but like what's your specific like focus when it comes to like advocacy, like for all breeds of dogs?
1: Behavior. It's not so much about the dogs anymore is that, you know, as you know, because you're a positive reinforcement trainer and as what my organization is going through in the mentorship programs of things, um all this shit is from lack of knowledge of behavior. Dogs are being dogs. And if we could get out in the community and share, you know, one book, some behavior stuff and talk about things to where people are like, huh, the big reminder of um, the dogs being a dog. It's it's not what you want. Like, you got to be there to help your dog. If you want certain behaviors, let's find a way to make that happen. But, you know, I mean, I did it. She did it expecting to have this perfect dog. I'm going to get a dog. It's going to be great. And it's going to do this and it's going to do that. All those things we thought before we got the dog are things we wanted, not what the dog wanted. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's more or less about learning about, you know, the decompression and behavior and helping other people understand it. I think the more that people understand that, the more they'll recognize in the beginning a behavior starting. And they'll have, maybe they can't stop it, but they'll know that it's happening. They, they can figure out where to go. You know, getting people resources to, to get help um, to keep their dog in their home. I mean, people are giving up dogs for simple, simple shit. And it's all because they just don't know. And by the time they do know, it's too late. And now that simple, simple shit has turned into a million other things, maybe a couple of bites, you know, maybe lunging at other dogs. I mean, they just, they're lost and they don't know what to do. And then it's very hard to come back from that. Yeah. And the other thing is too, is people don't have four or $5,000, you know, in this training, people are paying four dollars or $5,000 for basic obedience training and not even knowing what they're getting into. And certain types of training are bringing out these behaviors down the road that they don't even understand what's going on. And then you talk to them about it and they're like, oh, wow, I really feel like a shitty owner right now. It's like, no, you're not.
0: You're just I mean, why they spent thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like a shitty owner. I thought I was doing something good. I thought I was getting what I, you know, what I envisioned. And at the end of the day, you still got the same dog you got when he came home, but now he's got some behavioral problems. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, that's my mission. Part of our mission is to be out there in the community and, and just help, you know, there's enough money. There's enough dogs to go around for me to work with, for you to work with, for a hundred other trainers could move in here tomorrow. We're also going to have enough dogs. So why not put some information out there? Like I know your platform is huge. I'm putting information out there that you're not charging for you're advocating for them and, and that's what that's what we we try to do
2: and that's like same thing with like it's all about the pause and not specifically like it's nice that um as like a couple and as an organization organizations together we can kind of like be a powerhouse of like so we we don't do behavioral but hey we know an organization and we trust this organization that does but we kind of like as a whole advocate for all animals like we don't discriminate against any kind of breed any kind of animal and we don't even talk about it like it's just all positivity and that's what we've really tried to make our platform about like of course there's going to be negativity and we want to obviously show some of that what negative brings <laughs> but all in all just like not even recognizing that we are posting a pit bull yeah. it's a dog yeah. yeah so that's something that we're really trying to bring
0: and I agree. And like, I'm one, I'm hundred percent with you guys. Like I couldn't agree anymore. Right. Like we need to bridge the gap and, and help under pe- people understand that breed and behavior has to go together. Yeah. Always. We have to understand the behavior first, and then we can just surface see the breed second. Right. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Because we're all like we, we want things to look a certain way, and we want a certain package, right? Like, I think that's just part of being human. But this is not, like, a stuffed animal we're talking about, right? Like, these are living, breathing, fucking emotional creatures. And, yep. and to your point, Steve, right? Like, we, it's not about us anymore, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we, it's all this, like, ego shit, right? I need yeah. the dog to do this. Well, I got to fix this. The dog can't be doing that. Like, no, no, no. I didn't hear anything about the dog's needs in there.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Right.
1: I <laughs> to remember, it's a dog. It's an animal. Not only that, it, it's also that. about training, training, training. Everything's training. And 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 I, I, I'm sorry, but I hate the word "I'm a trainer" or "I train." I, I just can't handle it because it, you know I'm learning so much more. And you're huge on this. It's decompression. It's enrichment. It's all that. If you combine decompression, enrichment, and a little bit of structure, you're going to change your world. Like you're going to change your dog's world. Your dog's going to want to be with you. your dog's going to want to listen to you. It's not going to like put its head down and shy away. It's not going to avoid getting a correction. It's not because you're not giving correction. It's not going to do all these things that you don't want. It's just going to want to listen to you. It's going to want to do A dog doesn't want to fight. A dog doesn't want to bite. It happens for a reason. And, you know, sooner we can help people get there, you know, and work on the people. And the dogs yeah. be fine. The dogs aren't going to change. Dogs are going to stay the same way they always have. And even when we were kids, there was just no social media. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It, it, in uh, the mentorship program that we're in, she, you know, hit it right on the head. Like when we were kids, how many parents said, stay away from the dog or you're going to find out what happens. And then you don't stay away from the dog and you get bit and you cry. And all they say is. I told you to stay away from the dog and that's it. That's the end of it. You mess with the dog. You got bit, go cry on a corner and then come back when you're ready, you know? And and now it's the humans expecting dogs to be a certain way. You know, dogs are this way. And if it's not this way, that's a bad dog. We got to get over that hump. We got to get past that.
0: Well, and like the, the quite literal dire consequences. Yeah. Right? Like and it is, it's such an interesting shift, right? That like in this day and age, like biting of kids is quote unquote unacceptable. And often cases is mandatory euthanasia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like obviously I don't think the dog should be biting kids, but But like to your point right like if we could all as a society understand dogs better we wouldn't have these bullshit expectations yeah. yep. of situations that are like not real
1: yeah
0: that that's not real life it's just not no it's not and and i think that yes it all boils down to the pitbull conversation always needs to be shifted back to behavior because that's where it all lies behavior and lack of human knowledge.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's a big part of it. Like a big part of people not liking pit bulls is because they all think that they're aggressive or that they were bred for a certain thing, or they're have the dog fighting gene in them, Not you know, and it's not, it's behavioral for each dog. You know, there's some dogs that are pit bulls that are perfect beyond perfect. And then there's some that aren't just like, Any other breed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay, so um, I want to hear from you guys on this. So, what is one pit bull myth that you wish for just the love of God would just die already?
1: Oh, mine is more or less like I think we need to apply that stigma to humans. If you take that exact stigma about pit bulls and you reverse it and throw it on humans, it's true. It's not even a stigma, it's true. We're the ones creating this issue.
0: It's a you reflection know. of us.
1: Yep. I mean, it, it, it would help. It, it just shows how little people go out to seek information, but at the same time, that information's out there. It's free, you know, but we have too many people in the community, like pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me.
0: Yeah. And that's,
1: that's troublesome. That's really, really hard. You know, I mean, I see like your platform's just, it, it gives a lot away. My platform gives, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> like dog-minded. She tells so – she puts out so much information out there.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, She's awesome.
1: Is it Noble, noble Wolf. It's so much information out there. And it's, you know, it's just – so many people are putting out information out there. If we could guide these people to that, it will help. Because we're all it not is. hurting – again, we're not hurting for dogs. We're not hurting for dogs to train. We're not hurting for dogs to work with. We're definitely not hurting with dogs on behavioral stuff. So if we could guide some of these people that are less fortunate – because that is a lot of it too. There's a lot of people that don't have the information and don't know where to go. um, Aren't exactly in the higher income rate. You know, they're in a more of a, I love dogs. I just wanted to have one and this happened, but they can't afford to to do anything about it. So if we could guide them to the right spot, I think that stigma would lift itself.
0: Well, right. And, and I think squashing the, the world of punitive dog training yeah yeah right like i mean i think i think if 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 all if that could just go away we probably i mean it would be on like you wouldn't it would you would not be able to you we couldn't see right we couldn't even like recognize what it once was right because again it all boils down to behavior so erica tell me what so my you
2: big thing, and I'm sure as a lot of people, but my big thing is just the whole fighting thing that these dogs are bred to fight or these dogs have it in them or they were made for that or however the person wants to word it. It's just like, it, it literally just hurts my soul that someone thinks that a being like that wants to do something, just tear into another creature. Like, no, that's not what anything wants to do it's what they're forced to do. And it's just like, so that's like one thing that always like really just hits home. It's just like, no, these dogs don't want to do that. Like, it's just, yeah, it's really hard to even like think or talk about. Cause it's just so sad to think about it.
0: Well, and I think, you know, malicious intent doesn't exist in dogs It exists in people. Exactly. That's right. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Like dogs, dogs don't have that capacity. And in nope. a lot of ways, that makes us not worthy of them. But yeah, you
1: know. right. It all so, evolved right. so
0: here we are.
1: <laughs> the hard okay.
0: Part. So, um, can you share any of like some of your favorite like educational resources as it pertains to like blocky-headed dogs, books, Instagram um, accounts?
1: I mean, I would definitely recommend yours, mine. You know, that's that's we're throwing a bunch of stuff out there, and I don't really think there's. I mean, what Tiva and my Doberman. And yeah. pretty much the only dogs that are in there that are, really aren't pit bulls. Um, but um, like I said, dog minded, you know, I I just I love that account, um, no wolf. And then I can't stress this enough because it doesn't necessarily pertain to um the uh blocky head dogs, but this is what I recommend is just to read the book um that is by Allie Bender and Emily Strong, Canine Enrichment for the Real World. If people were to read this book, they would literally have an eye-opening experience about how dogs function, like how how behavior works, and how we don't want to get to new behavior. You know, a lot of times people set up their, me included, like I've done all, I've done everything wrong. By the way, for anyone listening. I've done shit completely wrong. And you'll see it. Go on my platform. You'll find out what I did wrong. Um, but to see how we get to, to where we want to be, uh, it's kind of mind-blowing. The way science is putting us there is, and what we can understand, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's insane. And so, so to read that book, I would love to send every adopter or every foster home with that book. And then, you know, if you're stuck where you're already with a dog and you don't know anything, um, click to call them. The, uh, the Aggressive Dog, that's a great book to start out with. Um, super easy. It's got homework for you in the end. You can always go back and set things up and do them over. Um, I think uh, Grisha Stewart's uh, Bat 2.0 is another great book that's quite easy to read and understand. Um, you do have some other ones out there that aren't as easy to understand and read. You'll get the gist of it, but to really understand it, I think Clicked Call Me Aggressive Dog and then Grisha Stewart's 2.0, and then The Canine Enrichment for the Real World is just some great books to go off of. Fuck
2: yes. Fuck yes. Erica, what about you? Yeah. And then for me, for, like, I was just trying to think of, like, Pitbull or Bully Breed-related. Um, one platform that we love, and we love the mom and dad, if you want to call them that, of it, is the Blue Boys. Like, they have done, they have two um, staffies, I think is more the terminology for Australia. Um, and they're just these little staffy blue boys. That's why that's they're, called they're called that the boys. And they're just, their platform's so fun. It just shows that like these dogs don't have an inch of aggression or anything bad in their body. And, um, it's just a really fun platform. And that's exactly why, um, I believe Jenny actually started that was because she just wanted to show how fun these dogs can be. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I feel like
0: Instagram has been amazing for PR for not only black-headed dogs but dogs everywhere right like like you're saying right like we're all getting like all this insight into all this behavior all these different dynamics and I think that that's that's a beautiful side effect of like social media right is that like there is just so much more awareness and I feel like social media we can thank for like the huge shift in understanding about like not just people type dogs but like training in general, you know, and that's yeah. why, I, that's why I do this podcast for free. That's why I share all that stuff on my social media yeah. because, um, I want to share it, right? Like you should know, you should yeah. know it. If you're going looking, I, I want to just give it to you. So,
2: yeah.
0: um, because then, you know, then that opens up this magical possibility that is like the reality of you guys. And for me, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we understand behavior. We understand our dogs and the line of communication, I mean, it's magical. It really is like how you can flourish once you understand all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and another big thing too about helping others is uh, especially with pit bulls, because pit bulls, you know, they get, I mean, what, what are what are pit bulls? One step under Malinois and and maybe German Shepherds? I think even, even, I think pit bulls are probably above German Shepherds with energy. Like they're just bonkers, you know, they are like, when that dog is running across your couch and then hopping over its kennel and hopping up on top of the table, that's normal. I want everyone to know out there, like you see positive reinforcement trainers, you see the uh, other side of training, all of them. uh, They've got this great dog in that 10 second clip that's perfect. That dog ain't perfect when it's just being a dog at home. I guarantee it. And if it is, I'm sorry, that's a shitty life for a dog because all my dogs do bonkers things and like, There's not a day that goes by where one doesn't do something stupid and you just got to be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and that's normal. That's a dog. That's a dog being a dog. If they're running across your couch, give them a freaking treat for it.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah. right, right. And I think like the reality, like being super real about what it really means to live with a like compact athlete Yeah. that has boundless energy. Like yeah. that is the reality, right? Like, that's just what you get. Well, and everyone listening knows, like, all the ridiculous shit that Whalen has done in his... Oh, group.
1: yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, that's half the fun, though, right? Like, and yeah, I, what is. do you call it? Goons. You call them goons. goons. See, and I love that sentiment. Like, I, that's what is so attractive to me about the breed is that they are just, like, muscly, powerful at- athletes that are yep. just total dickheads sometimes. Like, yeah. I like that about them. I mean...
1: <laughs> You'll see, like, on my platform, you scroll down far enough, and you'll see, you know, my brickhead dog going through a glass window while I was at work. Like, what an asshole. Or Hanson
2: literally knocking me to my, like, flooring me while I was doing yoga. (laughs)
1: It's just.
2: (coughs) (laughs) that's, that's That's what we
0: have to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The whole reason right, I
1: started that conversation or that sentence, though, is because I want people to look at what they're doing. If you're ever stuck with your dog and your dog is ever doing something stupid that that they probably shouldn't be doing, ask yourself, what am I doing to either help or not help my dog? What are you doing yourself? Like, you may be thinking you're doing it right, but if you're not getting the results, ask yourself, what can you change? That will help out, help out everybody, even myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, and, like – all the honest, real trainers will always tell you that, right? Like I'm always so clear about that on my Instagram stories. Like, okay, I got pissed and I smacked my head on the head today. I felt like shit. You shouldn't yeah. do it. I did. This is what I'm doing to be better. Yeah. Right. And like, it's, it's celebrating that small pro- progress. And then we all get to lift each other up as a community. And then these dogs can, can continue to thrive. And yeah. we continue one human being at a, mi- at a time to change their minds about yeah. what it means to own a blocky added dog.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I think this just popped to my um, mind. But another big thing too is like he, is, Steve is very good with um, really like any type of dog reactive dog or human reactive dog. Like I get, it, I go through phases where I get a lot of anxiety about it. Like sometimes he has to go on walks with me with Bali because I'm too anxious, and which makes her too anxious, and that's just another part of it. Like, just kind of, um, where am I trying to go with this? Just like, it's okay to feel those feelings. Yeah, you're like not alone. You're not alone. Like, just because you are upset or you're anxious about having um, a reactive dog, any kind of dog, or pitbull, we are too. Like, it's in um, the days that I cannot walk Bali, I do enrichment in, in the house. Yeah, don't. Or yeah, I don't like, if I just cannot do it, I don't, I'll just sit in the grass and just sit with her on a leash. Cause I don't have a backyard. So we always have to get outside at some point. (laughs) But, um, so that's another big part of it is, um, you know, just feeling those feelings and realizing it's okay. And yeah,
0: right. Like it is okay. And that's, and, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up Erica, because that's seriously, like that was what spawned the idea for this series. Yeah. right is like owners of blocky headed dogs that have some shit going on and the emotional weight of not only having a dog with behavioral issues but also having them in a blocky headed package yeah. yeah a lot it is hard and sometimes you don't want to be a fucking advocate that day you,
1: yeah. don't. you don't have to be
0: And I love, I love that. Right. Like I'm giving permission to every single person listening with every breed of dog, but especially blocky headed dogs. If you're having a hard day, don't force yourself to do things that stress you the
2: fuck out. Don't do that. That is pointless. Don't don't do dogs. No need to do it. Yeah. Just enjoy them, you know, like just hang out inside. And even if you don't want to enjoy them,
1: man, give them a raw bone, throw it on the floor, any raw bones, uh, If your dog's not used to them, give it to them for a few minutes at a time for first three days. You don't want to get cannon, butt, but get a raw bone. They'll be busy for two, three hours and they won't even bug you. No matter what you're doing, they will not bug you. Like just don't dog that day, you know, feed them, let them out. And just, that's it. You know, everyone has those days and it's okay.
0: It is. It is. Okay guys. So, um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. So tell my listeners if they want to connect with you, um, where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Falcor and Rescue Friends. And I'm also on Facebook, Falcor and Rescue Friends. Uh, we are in the current process of getting our websites going. Or I think hers is already going, but mine's in the process of getting going. Um, we are a non profit 501c3 to help people in the community and rescues and shelters that have reactive dog issues. And, you know, especially for the people that can't afford it, especially during the times right now, like we will do Zoom sessions and help you out, you know. And if we can't help you out, we're going to tell you, we can't help you out. But I know somebody who can, you know, yeah. it's not, if we can't figure it out, I think, you know, I think we can find somebody that can
2: nice. in a positive way. That. Yeah. And then um, you can find our um, non profit organization on Instagram and Facebook. It's all about the pause. Don't forget the it's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and we do have a website. It's all about the pause.org um, where we have a lot of, um, resources. It's slowly building to new websites. So slowly awesome. building on that. Um, and yeah, so, so good. Yeah. And guys, we'll be sure
0: to link, uh, show notes, uh, links in the show notes so that they can find you guys. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time. This was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore n c o. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website agfdogtraining.com.